Hello, it's Jim Marshall here with the Real Estate Insider Podcast. This is the fourth episode of the podcast. And today I have an old friend of mine. We've known each other for a long, long time. Heather Bear, formerly of uh, Cottage Link Rental Management and probably uh, Canada's foremost expert on cottage and short-term rentals. Welcome to the podcast, Heather. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that introduction, Jim. Yeah, it's, well, we've no, we we're talking before the podcast. We 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 used to do the cottage life show together. That's how we kind of I've got to know each other going back twenty years or more. Oh, probably before I started with Remax. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, I I remember it all well. You know, the uh, the cottage life show every year and going up and down the real estate aisles schmoozing that's what we used to do and i'm sure you did it too oh i used to take off you know i'd have we used to break it out to shift so you have four shifts a day i'd have shift one and three and then two i'd go off schmoozing i talk to people <laughs> oh yeah you, you talk to contractors talk to other realtors you compare war stories and you know it was more i used to get more of those shows i think more of personally than people that attended them Oh yeah, so the the networking as a, as a vendor was was the best. It really yeah. was, uh, and I'm not sure I ever wanted to be um, an attendee because those aisles got pretty jammed up <laughs> on yeah, a Saturday a, afternoon. <laughs> if you're a claustrophobe, it wasn't certainly the place to be. But those shows, like it's interesting. I was just talking to somebody in our office that was at the Cardi, sorry, not the Home Show this week in Toronto, and they said compared to what it used to be, it was a fraction mm. of the size. So yeah. and we heard the same thing about the boat show in January. So I'm not sure if those consumer shows will come back post COVID or not. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that that's interesting. It's interesting how how things have changed since COVID. Lots has changed since COVID. Yeah, like like we were talking about Chat GPT before we started recording and how we're both using it in our businesses. Like this is just who would have imagined this six months ago. It, it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. The pace of change now in technology, um, and you've got to, you've got to be in it because if you're not in it now, you're going to lose out because things things are just moving too way way too fast. So I, I'm trying to keep up, trying to keep up well, with I, everything. I, I so do I, and we're we're both nerds, tech nerds, and we <laughs> like this stuff. But you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of infographics on the internet talking about like you know these graphs showing you know, the adoption of how, how, how long it took Instagram to get to a million people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's the, the kind of going up. And when you look at chat GPT, it's a, it's a rocket ship, straight line yep. going up. It went to zero to a hundred people, sorry, a million users in something like eight days or something. Mm -hmm. It's insane how quickly this stuff is moving. Well, I was watching um, the guy from chat GPT announcing chat GPT four uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, within 20 hours, he'd had 1.8 million views of this 20 minute talk. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's thought that it's replacing your job, my job. It's a tool. It's a research tool. It's all it is. Well, yeah. And I, we're going to be talking about cottage rental and cottage rental owners and how they can get out and market their properties. And this is a tool that every cottage rental owner needs to uh, needs to have in their arsenal now because. It, it, it's going to be part of the business going forward. 
so how do you how how do you see it like post COVID? Is it harder to for uh, for for people looking for a cottage to rent? Is it tougher to find cottages now than it was say two thousand nineteen? Um. Well, I the the way I saw it that you know COVID came just at the right time. If it was going to come at any time at all, it came just at the right time. You know, we got shut down in twenty. We were shut down in twenty one. Um, we didn't like it, but it was in the low season and, and it allowed, you know, those you know, professional operators to really look at their processes and how everything worked and their emergency planning. So I think if anything that came out of it, it taught us that we need to have more emergency planning in place in case something like this happens again. But I'm not sure, you know, it. COVID has had that much impact apart from, and as you will know, in the real estate business, the craziness of, of the market with people wanting to buy properties and paying whatever was being asked and way more than that. And, and we've, <laughs> I remember going out to see a property with an owner in November, 2020. Mm -hmm. And it was a first, it was a, he was a new owner. It was the first time he'd seen the property. He bought it sight unseen. And it was a six-bedroom. I mean, he, he paid oh, a lot over asking for this property. And I have to say, you know, it, it was quite good being with him as he saw it because it was very positive. It was a beautiful place, and I, and I think he made a very wise, wise move. But um, you know, what will happen if any of these uh, people who paid over the odds for their properties back in 2020 or and 2021, if they need to sell? Um, and the other thing that, uh, that, that did happen was a lot of uh, people moved out uh, to their properties because they could work from home. So they weren't being rented they we had a lot of our inventory taken off because the owners moved back into them now of course everybody's going back to the city they're going back to work and that has put a big strain on the demand uh, the supply side of the rental business not in a good way it's very it's oversaturated it's saturated right okay now. so so I had somebody asked me the other day and I sent them actually off to Cottage Lake because it's always the site that I send people to. Uh, so th they had friends coming up in the U.S. this summer and I gave them the standard answer. You better start looking now because things tend to book up. So there is there are properties available for people if they're looking to rent this summer. Um, well, I, you know, I have been out of it now for, for nine months, having sold the company last year. Um, but from what I see, what I see on Facebook groups and forums is that um, the supply is still high um, and demand is not as good as or is, is not at the at the rate it would normally be at this time of year in March. In March, you we would usually expect that the majority of our properties would have been full throughout the summer. And there's still gaps. And I'm seeing people, you know, with independent owners saying, you know, I've still got five weeks, six weeks of the summer. But the other thing is, is that the the the, the pandemic caused a lot of, I don't like to say price gouging, but I think it's it was happening in certain areas and people were just 
raising the prices so high because the demand was massive during those two years. And a lot of owners have had to be become very realistic now and realize that those high prices are, just aren't going to cut it in today's market. So it's, it's becoming, it's going to become much more competitive for this summer for, for, for the you know, ordinary three bedroom, four bedroom cottage to get filled um, without a lot of additional marketing. That's interesting because one of the things we're seeing here in the Perry Sound area and in other areas of cottage country are municipalities, and we'll speak about this in a bit, that are starting to prohibit any short-term rentals within the municipal boundaries. We've got Seguin Township. They actually just had a meeting earlier this week. Um, staff recommended that they bring a licensing program in. The council said, nope, we're going to stick with what we have. We have a, you know, and, and the way they look at it, it's like Harding Township as well. They've had it for years. Mm -hmm. It's a commercial use and a residential zoning, and that's precluded in the comprehensive zoning bylaws and they say it's an illegal use so we've seen a lot of those cottages um in Segal in the last couple of years we've had a couple clients of our cell because they couldn't rent them anymore um mcdougall township we just sold a cottage up there i had to put right in the comments that there's no short-term rentals in this because half the calls we're still getting from people saying how much airbnb has become a you know it's, it's like band-aid it's become a vernacular uh, verb how much can airbnb it for and it's like you can't mm -hmm. and so so we're, we we've seen from our end i think and if you go on to i hate i'm not a big airbnb fan but if you go on to airbnb or vibro or whatever you'll see these gaps where there's basically nothing mm -hmm. there so there's a lot less competition you think for these rentals because of the the short-term rental uh rules in the municipalities well, it's it, it's it's really hard because it's it, everywhere's got something different that they're doing. It's almost like they're in competition to you know I'm going to find the most original and creative way of banning or uh, legislating short-term rentals. You know why there could not be a a provincial system. I, I well I do know why because municipality municipalities would rail against any form of um, provincial uh, guidelines on on anything I guess but you know we've um, I, I was following last year what was happening at Oro Medonte which was you know just another area where they just wanted to completely ban um, short term rentals and but we were working at the time you know I live in Huntsville we were we we saw the incoming um legislation in Huntsville which is a very fair licensing system which brings in i would imagine a very substantial amount of money into the township via the fee that guests pay and they pay a fee to stay in a short term rental which goes to the township and that's uh, and um Owners have to comply with a number of things. They have to have an inspection. They have to make sure they're not overcrowding. Um, everything is done upfront and in a very visible way. Uh, and even that the township has all their license rentals on their website. It just works so well. Why? I yeah. I'm, I'm sure I, you look at some of these bands and just cannot 
comprehend why they've gone that way? Uh, we have Whitestone, uh, which is northeast of Perry Sound and West Perry Sound still area, but they're the ones, they're the first ones that came out of this licensing program. And I remember reading it when they came out about four years ago and went, Little Whitestone came up with this, and it was it was novel at the time. I think Huntsville drew some of their inspiration for their the way that they handled it from what Whitestone was doing. And I'd have some of the municipalities, some of the councillors I know, they call me up and they say, what do you think? And I said, follow what Whitestone's doing. I think this is the way to do it. But they don't, and they kind of go off on their own. And, you know, there's other – I think the lake associations, or I know the lake associations, have a huge – influence over mm -hmm. some of the municipal people i don't think any of the lake associations are pro short-term rentals so we just had an election here uh back in back in uh the fall and that was a massive issue especially in the rural municipalities yeah and and it's a great shame and i think you, know, you mentioned airbnb uh airbnb has a has a lot to answer for in in this area because before i mean yeah. rentals have been part of the fabric of cottage country summers from you know I've, I've been in canada since 1999 and it was it was going when i got here and nobody seemed to bother because the people who rented were responsible they talked to their their we don't call them renters we call them guests so they talked to their guests before they they booked they made sure that there were right people for the property and there i'm sure there were probably issues here and there but since the whole world changed and everybody wanted to do everything online without talking to anybody those changes came in and alongside of that there was a lot of um, investment in cottage country from people who had no intention of ever living there it was simply that well this is a cash cow let's buy this property we'll fill it up with airbnb renters at a low the lowest rate possible so we can just keep this churning through and this revolving door going um and that has built up a them and us type of situation so there are still and i would i would like to say the majority of owners who are renting out their properties are very very responsible they care about their properties and they care about their neighbors and they care about their community. And unfortunately, these are the ones that are being penalized. And I love that expression, you know, penalizing the 2% of penalizing the 98% for what you're afraid the 2% might do. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if it's, it's ironic that, that Airbnb, was the, the the start of it was i have an extra bedroom in my basement i'll rent out the base you know in in the summer season Paris. we've got a, a friend that rents out you know i think a bedroom in their basement uh during the festival season and things like that there's no issue it's when it became business as you mm -hmm. said where people were just buying cottages and we've had people we know that have had cottages four or five years never slept a night in them yeah and that's that that's that's the bigger issue here the airbnb and the problem is that we see with it um notwithstanding that is the fact that people aren't being vetted when they come in and they've got these really short i want it for the weekend type things yeah. and you when you're in the, the rental management business we used to rent our cottage on whitefish lake we never two weeks minimum <laughs> sorry 
And yeah. that doesn't happen with these with these online platforms. Well, as as a cottage rental agency, as we were for 20 years, it was we, we just felt it was responsibility. It was incumbent on us to look after not only our guests, but our owners and the communities that those properties were in, because it it just didn't make sense to put people in there that might cause a disturbance. So we we used to um we used to promote our business to new owners by saying we screen we screen our guests and anybody that comes in your property we will have talked to we will have discussed the in the oh you cut out there for a bit Did you try speaking now? Oh, I can't hear you at all. Okay, hold on. We will have to cut this out and try it again. Okay, you're back. How about that? I'll have Cameron edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> A little bit of we had it happen last week too. It's just think it's internet. Um, it's it, it, it's it's an issue that you know I still feel that the way that Huntsville and Whitestone are doing it are the, are the best ways. It's completely uh, transparent, and we don't recommend anybody use Airbnb for cottage rentals. Now I'm going to Europe next week. We're renting an Airbnb. It tends to work better though. I think in like we've done them in Europe. We've done them in yeah. New York City. They tend to work better there. I won't do one in Toronto ever again because it's a nightmare. Uh, what what bothers me is that uh, that some of the insurance companies have gone, you know, that they're now hand in hand with Airbnb, and we've found that we, we found that people who would wanted to rent with us said, "Well, we can't do that because our insurance company says you have to be on Airbnb." Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, and that is, yeah, I think. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was a major insurer. There was there was an insurer that we used years ago uh, out of the city, and you could do something like two hundred days uh, mm -hmm. rentals and that. So you really have to, and that's the nice thing about dealing with an agency too, as opposed to doing Airbnb. How many of these people that are on that short term rentals? How many think they have the the proper insurance? And that is scary. Speaking as as somebody who got sued um, for, for by a guest who chose not to use a designated pathway to get to a property, took a shortcut walking across a a, a lawn and tripped over, and then sued us for a slip and fall accident. If we had not been insured. If the owner had not been insured, then it would have been a, a, a nightmare scenario. Because at the end, it was it was seen as a frivolous claim, and yeah. it was settled. I, mean, I don't know how the insurance company settled it, but it was all settled and without us having to lift a finger because we had insurance, because the owner had insurance. I cannot just imagine why how anybody could go into in, do anything in this business without being insured because it's going to happen one day somebody's going to have an accident or make a claim and if you don't have that coverage that peace of mind 
you'll enter the nightmare scenario or burn your cottage down like oh. that's the other thing like oh but it's it's we we've seen we've had a couple big fires here in perry sound over the last i don't know six seven months and you know generally you know electrical wood fire yep. you know with those things like that very easy especially if you're not really you know if you're used to you know a wood stove uh, is the, the log you get from loblaws you throw it in you light it up and you got a flame and you got a full fire in five minutes they don't know how to use them so oh, you know it i i see so many of of these these situations where you know th there's a lot of people standing on a deck and it collapses or somebody has you know that they bought a property and their 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 little front deck is a little bit higher than it should be without a railing but they haven't bothered putting in a railing and then yeah. somebody's yeah. fallen off that and they've they've hurt themselves and we're not quite in the sort of litigious society that the that they have down here in the us but we're getting that way yeah we're definitely getting that way so if you're a cottage owner um and you live in a municipality because the first thing you want to do is check with a municipality you can call them you can call us we'll tell you whether you can or not you know and, and we, we actually put a guide up back earlier in the winter time kind of a you know to, to navigate around the westbury sound municipalities if you want one of those to send us an email we'll set you and it's and again it's it's current up to about a month ago and this is changing all the time but assuming that you can you live in whitestone you, you know the process what are the positive things about doing short-term rentals notwithstanding the fact that it's giving you some cash flow oh the there's a because I, I owned six properties at one time and rented them out and i absolutely loved it but i think you have to go into it with the right mindset and and that's a hospitality mindset going into this without understanding that once you once you accept money in exchange for accommodation you have entered the travel and tourism industry and you're a travel provider i think i think if if you don't have that mindset going in then it's you're going to have problems because you know, people do damage things they will break your stuff they will do things that you'll shake your head at and you know move furniture and do stupid things because they're people on vacation and they go into vacation brain mode if you are not in a hospitality mindset you won't be able to cope with that you know each week as you do a changeover it'll become more and more stressful so i think that's the very very first thing you go into this short-term rental business put on your hospitality hat and understand you're a travel provider now if if you don't have the mindset and the, the personality to be a landlord don't do this like it's just it, it, it's a certain type of personality to do it you know if you're very finickety about the way your furniture is placed in your place and somebody moves it you freak out over it is it worth doing that, that that's like, right you've you've got to be flexible um and you say landlord you know you've got to um you've got to separate out you know what you know long-term and short-term rental um short-term you're you're creating the dream for people who are who cannot who, who don't have the luxury of being able to enjoy the place whenever they want to 
this is their one week or two weeks of the year where they're putting down a lot of money to have their dreams fulfilled. They've done a lot of planning about how amazing it's going to be. And the owner or the manager, um, depending on whether you do it yourself or whether you put it with a property manager, has a lot of responsibility for making sure that those dreams are met. You know, so that everything on a listing is there as promised and that you provide all the information so that no guest gets any surprises at all. I mean, we had, um, we use a digital guidebook. Um, it's a company called Touchstay, which is absolutely amazing. And you get, you just fill in everything in this digital guidebook and it gets sent out to all your guests. And it lays out what vacationing in cottage country is all about. So you're educating, and that's, that's part of this responsibility is educating guests so that they have a really smooth rental experience um, because nothing is a surprise. You know, the things that go bump in the night. We used to tell our guests that they're going to hear, or very likely they're going to hear a water pump kick in if somebody flushes a toilet in the middle of the night. We're going to tell them that noise carries across a lake. So please don't have your domestic at the end of the dock because <laughs> you're sharing it with the entire lake. We'll tell them that fire bans happen. So your campfire is not guaranteed. And we told them that if there's a storm, there's a good likelihood that you won't have any power. Um, so it's it's about educating and creating creating the dream experience because the guests know what to expect. There are no surprises. And the biggest surprise that we find when cottage buyers come up here, they ask about animals. Are there animals here? And it's like, you're living in the bush. You're going to see everything, or you could see everything that you can imagine, you know, short of Bigfoot, like you're going to see, you know, if you, if, if you want, if you want to see bears and raccoons at your back door, leave the garbage out for a couple of days. You just don't <laughs> do those. It's just stuff that you, we take for granted because we've grown up up here. But if you've, you know, if you have rarely ventured north of Highway 7, you don't know that stuff. So you have to, as again, you have to educate people. You can't do that. You drive around for an afternoon, you will see deer almost guaranteed. They're everywhere. And and you're likely to see mouse droppings somewhere, even yeah. in the cleanest house. And and this is this is something I think that uh, that is important for any new cottage owner who's planning on renting out is to know is that the people that are coming now are not as self sufficient as they used to be. I remember Jim, Jim twenty odd years ago. People would come up for their for their rental week and they would rough it. They would happily rough it. If the power went out, well, who cares? We'll sit by candlelight and we'll play games and and have have great fun. And we won't we won't be complaining too much if the Wi-Fi goes out. Um so so it, you've got to know that people have high expectations now. Um so it's just getting out there in front of them and saying, look, there's mice in cottage country. We can't control these little critters 
And if you leave a door open, you only got to turn your back and they'll be in. And the next thing you know, you've got mouse droppings. Because we've seen the claims that have come from people who said, you know, I, I saw some mouse droppings. I want all my money back. Oh, God. And Airbnb, really? if, they, if they've come through Airbnb, Airbnb are very likely to refund them. Wow. That's like, you know, when we're doing cottage showings, people leave doors open. And I always say, God close the door. Not only mice, you get squirrels, chipmunks. I've chased chipmunks out of people's cottages and squirrels because they get in and then they freak and then they're off God knows where. And you got to try to extricate that little creature out. Don't, don't leave doors open up here so, or windows, nothing. Because there's yeah. too many creatures up here that will get in. So you, you've talked a lot about the benefits of dealing with with a rental agency, uh, whether you're a buyer or seller. Is there anything that you could add to that? Because I think it's extremely important for whatever side that you're on, whether you're looking to rent or you're a landowner to use an agency. Well, we've always had this. There's always people that have been renting independently. Um, and I'm not going to talk about the ones who are out there just putting a listing up on Airbnb and then you know, paying, you know, looking for passive income. Um, I, we used to say to, to people when they came to us and said, well, we're thinking of renting out, but we thought we'd try it for our, ourselves for a year. And I said, look, I think you should go the other way around. Put your property with an agency for the first year and let them handhold you. And you will see exactly what goes on. You'll deal with damage. Uh, you'll deal with complaints. You'll deal with people that lock themselves out. But you'll have the backup of the agency all the way. If after that year you feel that you can deal with every message, every complaint, every issue, uh, every question, then by all means go out on your own and, and do it responsibly. But I, I always, we heard this so much that, oh, we'll try it ourselves for the year. Um, and I, it, it's just so much better to do it the other way. Yes, there is some commission involved, but it's freeing you up as the owner, uh, freeing your time that would be spent in that first year, uh, ironing out all the little kinks that often come with a rental over a first season. Um, right. And we've all heard the horror stories of people that have rented their cottages out to people cooking crystal meth. That's a local one. And other ones where they rented out with uh, Kijiji, found a place, showed up, and they said, we're here for a rental. And it's like, who are you? Because somebody spoofed. And they, it's happened to me with my listings a couple times where they've taken the photos, go to the, because yeah. Kijiji, anything goes, doesn't matter. There's no verifying the information. And they're, they're trying to take it off as, you know, rent my house because I'm a doctor and I'm in California, so $1,200 a month, send money via Western mm. Union. And it's just like, it happens. And we've seen it personally happen, absolutely, to our clients. Yes, we, we, we did too. Um, every year at least, we had one or two people come to us and say, you know, my my dream vacation has just been shattered because the place I rented doesn't exist. Can you help me find something? And it was just heartbreaking because people were losing lots of money. So it was that big thing. Never rent anything from Kijiji. No, um, don't, don't buy anything. From nothing. 
it's a it's a hellhole of scammers and yeah it's just we we avoid it um yeah. we don't we don't advertise that on nothing it's just it's, it's terrible uh, uh, and that's the other benefit of going through an agency of course um the every reputable agency and i'll just add that um uh, every agency in Ontario has to be registered with the Travel Industry Council of Ontario. So you're looking for that TICO registration. Um, but every agency inspects the properties that they list and advertise. So if you are going to rent through a TICO registered agency, then you can be guaranteed that that property is going to exist. And I think that that's a big plus. I, absolutely absolutely it's just you know you can't be too careful anymore um there's always scams out there i get text calls all the time uh, things and yeah it's just and and we get we get fake people trying to buy property we get the odd mm. you know text messages and it's it, it's fairly obvious after you know looking at it for a minute or so that it's a fake but they're just they're everywhere so you can't be too careful um no, any other exactly. any other tips that you can give to people that are looking to get into the cottage rental as a as a sideline not as a main main employment just but if they want to rent the cottage out for two or three weeks a year yeah to and i'll go back to what i said earlier on the moment you exchange money for accommodation you've become a provider to the travel industry so in essence you have gone into a small business even if you're only doing it for a couple of weeks and you've got to treat it like that but things have changed you know 20 years uh you know just phenomenally i i remember when when i first started out and standard was leave as found so you expected your guests to clean the place and clean the toilets and bathrooms and everything before they left and that's gone it really is and i and i know there are still a few places where leavers found is um is is still a mantra but in for, for the majority of professional uh properties a cleaning service is expected um i would say high standards in everything i was saying way back in 2000 i said get rid of grandma's old throws and the old mattresses and anything that squeaks um Modern day guests have super high expectations because they've been all over the world and they have rented in, in different parts of the world. And 20 years ago, people, people didn't have that experience, that wide experience of the short term rental business or vacation rental business. Now they do because they've rented in many places and they've got, um, you know, they've got benchmarks and i would simply say that a cottage to a guest has to be of the same or better quality than they would expect at home so that really is setting the bar high so it's high standards in everything end-to-end -end hospitality going the extra mile for a guest making sure their needs are met from from enough outdoor seating you know to but just simple if you if your property um, accommodates eight indoors make sure the seating for eight indoors and the seating for eight outdoors that's simple um comfortable beds and the uh 
the, the, the number one criteria is the best Wi-Fi possible. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I was talking to somebody out in a previous episode about that. That's difficult. Like people don't realize how difficult it is in cottage country to get good Wi-Fi. It's changing though, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm here in my RV, in my recreational vehicle down in Alabama with Starlink RV on the top of the rig. And and I know there's a couple of owners that we had in Ontario that couldn't get any um local um wi-fi of, of any you know, anything that was good um and they they went the uh starlink rv route hmm. i know a lot of people were i and i don't know recently but a lot of people were on a waiting list for a year to 18 months to get it hmm. what we've been telling people is if you've got possibility to get in your area and they only allocate certain areas certain amount of people so that overload the service from what i understand so if you get on the waiting list find mm -hmm. something in the intern there's bell there's the bell rural internet rogers has a similar type there are bandwidth caps with it but get something don't don't be tethering your, your phone you will go through data like crazy and that's Especially why if you're renting it yeah yeah and guests do not want to use their own data and there's plenty of supply out there of of with, with owners who have seen the the requirement for the best wi-fi possible and they've gone that extra mile and got it and they're going to get the bookings so that those are great things to talk about but i want to know a little bit now that you've sold what's kind of on the docket for heather bear going forward you're still going to continue blogging about the subject and speaking i'm assuming yeah ex exactly i've i've moved from being operational in the business to to full-time educator in in the business so when i started 20 years ago when i came over from england i bought my first property i knew nobody i i couldn't get any information from anybody because everybody seemed to to think that it was all very secretive and they didn't want to share those secrets with me. Things are very, very different now. You know, it's easy to go out and get um, information. But having said that, it's all very fragmented. You can go onto YouTube and, and pick up a, a, a few tips here and there. But what, uh, what we're doing with Vacation Rental Formula is building a masterclass network for anybody who wants to get into this business and to do it really really well we're going to train you to do it and um, we are building a uh, you know comprehensive library of different courses so for somebody who wants to start a property management company there are courses for them and for independent hosts who want to do it right and who want to learn about operational aspects of it building a website content marketing using chat gpt so we're teaching all of that and our, our mission is to train the responsible and professional uh rental hosts and managers where can people find that online they can find us at vacationrentalformula.com um our, our site is in the process of being revamped and rebranded um, but you will find it because we're going to be calling ourselves the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. And 
um that will that that that's going to be launched in may but for now you can go to vacationrentalformula.com you'll find my podcast on there i've been podcasting since 2014 there's upwards of 485 episodes on there but i have to say they've been downloaded 1.3 million times i'm very proud of that oh that's <laughs> insane that's fantastic wow <laughs> Well, it's just, you know, it's it's the way that we get in for me. And this is the reason I started this thing out. And you, you've got these ideas for years and years. And you really, your ideas ahead sometimes of the technology that's available. And now the technology is, it's, it's available for everybody. And it's free. And it just takes a bit of a time commitment to, to kind of plan it out. But uh, we will put, uh, we'll put the link to your website in the show notes. So if you want to visit the site. And again, this is the most knowledgeable person that I know on the planet when it comes to the subject. We've known each other for 25 years or whatever and probably want to have you back at some point in the future. I want to kind of maybe bring you back at some point when some of the short-term stuff in this area kind of settles down a little bit. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of years. Uh, I know Magneta One's redoing their rules over there. They've mm -hmm. certainly got it. Um, they're certainly going to be dealing with it there. Archipelago, I don't think, is doing anything at this point. McKellar, depending on the week, they kind of vacillate back and forth. There's lots of short-term rentals in McKellar. They don't seem to be a problem for the most part. And most, a lot of them are long-term people that are renting or using agencies. That doesn't seem to be a problem, but that that will probably change. And then you're going to be on the road sometime in the next few weeks, heading back up to the Great White North. Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I've been down here in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, since the end of October. Oh <laughs> <So> wow! <laughs> I've had I've had the whole winter down here in the in the south. Um, not that we haven't had some freezing weather. I have to say it always shocks me when, uh, you know, when they come around and knock on the door and say the pipes are going to freeze tonight unless you, <laughs> unless you, uh, you switch your water off. Wow. Well, it's, it's, uh, it'll be nice to get you back here and that. Thank you very much for coming on and we hope to get you on again soon. Thank you very much, Heather. Thank you so much, Jim. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye.